You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast, and I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi. And alongside me, as always, is Paul Gillieri. There he is. There's the guy. Um, The man with the plan. What what is the plan? The plan is to talk about Patreon. Oh, look at you. And to remind our good listeners to feed the algorithm by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to this podcast on your platform of choice. That That, that is great advice hey. <laughs> for any listener. It really, really is. Um, yeah, get up there and get up there, get on there. I don't know. Uh, I, my words are escaping me. My brain's a little tired. Um, get on to your platform. Leave us a review. I, I have something here that's that wasn't a re- an official review, but it was a, a message sent to us. Um, on Instagram, I'm going to read this to you from a, a person named static attic 80. I guess they're a fan of, uh, what is that? Uh, faith, uh, no way. Yeah. Static in my attic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> hi guys. Very long time listener. Love your work. Finally signed up to Instagram just so I could say hello. Static. Hi not, static. Not even, not even Paul's on Instagram and it's his show. Shh. Little known secret. <laughs> Uh, really enjoyed your pod on the recent gun violence impacting us all important and strong messaging throughout all the best to you both. Uh, I might send the occasional email then. Cause I said, you know, you can just email this if you want, keep up the great work, your in-depth analysis of PJ tunes and the lyrics in particular is amazing. I have been a fan of Pearl jam since 1991, but I've learned more about the songs listening to you guys in the last couple of years than all the years prior I used to just love the songs and connect in my own way. Now I feel enlightened. Could you ask for a better compliment than that, Jason? I, for, I only, first of I, all, yeah. I, I don't even know if we deserve all of that. Probably not. <laughs> I, I know I don't. Uh, but I, I only read it because it's um, it just it's a very nice thing to say, yeah. and not enough nice things are said in the world. So we, we thank now, you. Now, mind you, uh, we will not shy away from a negative review. If, if, if you blast us, that does it, not mean we're going to pretend like it didn't happen. A hundred percent. I'm waiting for that negative review so I can read but it. Like fortunately, it hasn't happened yet. But uh, look, a shout out to, to, to Static Man in the attic. Here's the deal. We really, really love these kinds of conversations. I think Jason and I would probably be having them fairly frequently. Anyway, <laughs> That's just we true. just figured it would, it's, it's such a wonderful opportunity to create a sense of community around discussions like these. It's great music. It's music that, that, that lingers, that sustains itself in the conversations and in the dedication of every listener um, and every fan around the world. And I think it offers us the opportunity to explore human nature and just connect on a human level with each other. And, and really, that's all you and I are trying to do here. But 
when, when somebody feels like they were able to elevate their appreciation of the band or even better, they were able to elevate their own consciousness or their own understanding of some of the themes and the motifs of these songs. And you and I played a role in helping to shepherd that process. Uh, I, I'm, I'm humbled to hear that. And, and uh, yeah. it's very flattering, obviously. And it's just a reminder that, uh, that what you and I are doing, maybe there's a little bit of value in this. I don't know. So if, if, we, ever, if we ever needed incentive to keep this train going, Jason. Well, if I can be so uncouth as to make the segue of, of off the word value and talk about Patreon for a second, <laughs> I, I apologize. Everyone's groaning like you sons of bitches. Um, yes. So we thank you, Static, and anybody who else has said a nice thing. Uh, it's it's nice to have nice things said about you, and we appreciate that. So I just want to put yeah. that out there. Good juju, putting it forward. Um, Paul brought it up earlier, though. There is Patreon. Uh, it is coming. We are just about 10 days away or so from it being a thing. And uh, there is a um, twice a month of video series, a quick little video series uh, available only to you where Paul and I will basically do director's commentary of a, uh, a, a live performance from anywhere in the band's career. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be, so you can watch us talk about a video that you're watching. Um, they call it drop it. What do we call it? Drop, drop in the show. That's what we're calling it. I think it? that's what we call it. Yeah. Um, we'll do a quarterly Q and a with you guys. Um, and we'll do, um, basically a lottery uh, where you'll get to have the opportunity to do a lyric of the week with us. Um, there's a bunch of other things. What else did we have? We got some some merch opportunities. Oh, merch opportunities. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We, got, um, uh, we, we have the um, the forum where where you can contribute some ideas to right. to to, uh, to the show. Yep. For, for us to discuss as well, so you can partake in the creative process. That's right. Yeah, so, I, I think it's it's a nice smorgasbord of uh, of goodies. Just a little bit extra for those of you who who really seem to dig us for whatever reason. Five bucks a month, Patreon, starting July first. Okay, I'm done. Um, let us let me pull my notes here. Let's move on to. Hey, the band is back. They played yes. a show. Landgraf Netherlands, Pink Pop 2022. Uh, let's just talk about the setlist real quick before we get into our our main. I mean, course for the evening. Uh, how about starting off with Even Flow? Is there anything for you? Well, I'll tell you, it's an iconic festival that Pearl Jam. I think it, it, it's very much a large part of the legacy of this festival. Mm-hmm. One of their their most iconic set lists and shows ever recorded was Pink Pop in uh, nineteen ninety two. So I was excited to see what they had in store for the show. I think opening up with Even Flow is a great callback to the, to that original set list from 92. Uh, I think it's it starts off the show on a really high note. It's it's very different than any. It's not something I would ever peg as an opener. If anything, it's the kind of song that shows up in the middle of the set list or yeah. even closes maybe the um, the main set. Uh, but to see it as an opener, I thought would would be a really cool way to experience a show. I mean, talk about setting a high bar. I mean, at, at that point, it's like, well, God, where do you go from here? So yeah, it. Uh, I actually didn't realize it was a callback to '92 until maybe like the next day, and I go, oh, that is extra cool. Uh, and somebody posted a video. I forget where I saw it. Um, might have been on Twitter uh, or various YouTube perusing as I'm as I'm wont to do it late at night. 
and uh you know that intro music is just kind of playing it's still daylight because yeah you know the summertime in europe and uh the boys just kind of walk out casually pick up their instruments kind of look around and you hear matt oh okay we're gonna do this cool i think that was a really fun way to open things up um from there they went into like i said why go and then you've got Low light, elderly Which, woman. Low light, by the way, was played here in LA. I, I think it's it's becoming kind of a staple on this Gigaton tour. It's showing up quite a bit, I think, huh? They played it a bit in 2018 as well. Yeah, it's kind of I, come I, I back like around it. in Vogue. Like yeah, a uh, couple of Gigaton songs, Dance Clairvoyance, <laughs> Super Bud Wolf Moon. We've heard those songs a number of times now, and mm-hmm. Matt is back, so they can play dance again. Yep. which is cool. Uh, Wish list, throw your hatred down. Haven't heard that in a minute. Um, I guess they, they did play technically three shows ago, but it was a while before that. Right. Lucan, Corduroy, Quick Escape, Sleeping by Myself. Um, Very interesting addition there. The fact that they played it again so soon after the last time, because before that was like forever ago, and they yeah. played it twice in seven shows. Given a Fly, uh, of course, you got to have that. Daughter yeah. with another brick in the wall tag. Haven't heard that in, in 31 shows. Yeah. And then Jeremy. And then uh, they apparently tagged it with, um, or I guess they 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 debut. I'm sorry, it's a it's a debut intro for Better Man called "Don't Dream It's Over," which is a great crowded house song. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> so they do, they they kind of peg that before Better Man, and then of course tag it later. Porch, which is kind it, of it, like it's, the, it's uh, coming across like a greatest hits set list which yeah, is I mean, great for for the fans out there you know for, for a for a festival you're generally going to get that kind of thing which is which is fine um porch closes which it's it tends to do on that first set and then what i thought was pretty cool comfortably numb comes back after 20 shows and then for the first time since 1994 they covered street fighting man ah, and the then close it live so yeah. pretty cool pretty cool way to get back in the saddle boys what do you think about the fact that seven o'clock and not for you were on the set list, but not played? Um, it is the second time they've scratched seven o'clock off the set list since restarting the touring in May. I don't know. I, I, I know that they love the song and especially, so my guess is simply time. It's a six minute song. When, yeah. you're, playing a, when you're playing a festival, you don't have all night. You have well. You, uh, you start throwing these tags in there. Another brick in the wall. Don't dream yeah, it's over. Save too. it for later. I mean, before you know it, it's like, well, wait a minute. We just basically did two extra songs there, just right. with these tags, you know? Right. So you actually you saw I think on some of the set lists in May, I think I actually might have stipulated daughter short because they didn't yeah. want to go on forever. They wanted to add another song, which I appreciate. I mean, yeah, I'm down for a tag, but let's not go eight minutes here. So I think overall a good way to start things off. Um, Agree. Tonight, welcome back, boys. Exactly, and welcome back, Jeff. Hope, hopefully, he's feeling all 100 percent out too. Um, tonight, uh, in just a few hours, actually, depending on when you're listening to this, is the next show in Berlin, Germany. So hopefully, <sighs> the Germans have a lovely show. Berlin yeah. has some fabulous shows. We tend to go there a lot when we talk about yeah. you know, code songs. So uh, everyone going to those shows out there in Europe, enjoy yourself. And, uh, yeah, safe, have fun. And, uh, we might have to do a little, uh, fan gathering for our friends out there in Germany. We should, Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, you know, we are going to be doing a, another fan form very soon with our friends Mm -hmm. in the UK. 
and that should come out on January 5th. So look out for that next fan form episode. But you know, the Germans are lovely people. So maybe we should make that one of the next couple of fan forms. Mm-hmm. Did you say January 5th? No, July. Did I, okay. did I say January? You did. I was like, what, my, my Holy Lord, mother of God. <laughs> I meant July. <laughs> That'd be a long wait. Um, all right. So let's do our main course here. And some of you out there may know that I did a very brief uh, Instagram live video a couple of days ago. And I kind of let you in uh, a little bit on what we're doing this episode. And I told you we're doing a playlist. And that that topic was going to be escape. We've done Rage and Fury. That was a lot of fun. We did Celebration. That was a lot of fun. We've done Coping with War. Not fun, but but a good a good time, a good a good uh, a good uh, exercise. So this is going to be Escape. The rules, once again, are however many songs you want, as long as it fits under the EP length, which is thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. A little bit of old school mixed with the new school. So, what would be first of all? How did you view this playlist exercise versus the other ones? Well, first of all, I had a hard time with this one, mostly because <laughs> it is staggering how many songs you could make the argument could easily fit on a playlist. I got 20 here in my list. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, it was <laughs> it was crazy town on my end, too. So I had to start paring this down, and I, I succeeded in doing so. Let's see. I, I landed on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs. Oh, eight. And, yeah, and I had one, two, three, four honorable mentions that uh I, I felt these are the four that I had the hardest time cutting wow okay yeah i'm looking forward to hearing those honorable mentions at the very end yeah uh, i have seven songs so or it looks like we're in the same ballpark here yeah 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 all right well um generally there is some sort of order to this some some rhyme or reason um mm-hmm. do you want to go first with your first song how, how you open sure. up your playlist? I'm opening up with Quick Escape. <laughs> you know, uh, it's fantastic. It, it really is. I, first of all, it sounds like I'm cheating because it's in a, a playlist about <laughs> escape. And I, the first song I pick is Quick Escape. But the the reality is that this song, it, it, it takes the listener on a science fiction-esque journey to Mars, <laughs> among other places. <laughs> And uh, it, what it does is it, it truly explores um, the propensity for humans to utterly wreck the only home that we truly have. And this idea that we would think about the old days of green grass, sky, and red wine, and that we should have known just how fragile all of this is, that we could have avoided this one-way flight. Um, there are a lot of great films about this. Uh, one of my favorites, actually, one of my kids' favorites as well, the film Wally. Oh, fantastic film! It's a great, great film. Uh, and, and there's no words in that either. I think until the very end of the third act, which, which uh, is just a great, great exercise in cinema, where you're, you're telling a story through, through visual uh, narrative. And by the way, great, I, uh, great soundtrack song by Peter Gabriel. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with it. So anyway, I, I just think that, that there is a, a Warrant song. You guys remember Warrant? That oh, yeah. Hair, the 80s hair. They had a song. It was like, it's April 2024 or something like that. I forget what it's. Uh, hold on a sec. Um, I got to read you some of these these lyrics really quickly. Uh, 
April, April 2031. Sorry. So I remember I heard this song on the, the Dog Eat Dog album, which came out in uh, 1992, I think. So, And I remember thinking just how terrifying this, this idea of, of a world would be. Um, and it fits perfectly as a companion piece to Quick Escape. Uh, I, I'm just going to read one, one verse here. I'll put my safety goggles on and gaze out at the sun as the artificial atmosphere machines give off a constant hum. In a world that's cold and peaceful April 2031, uh, no more sky, no more trees, no more oxygen to breathe, no more hate, no more war, nothing left worth fighting for. As far back as Vietnam, we should have learned our lessons, but we closed our eyes and sent our sons away. Uh, the night's illuminated by the endless glowing sand that swallowed all the oceans and choked off all the land. In a world beyond resuscitation, even by God's hand. I mean, it's just chilling stuff. So I think Quick Escape by Pearl Jam really fits that narrative as well. And you get some really, really haunting lyrics. And I've always been, you know, I know you're not a big fan of the Trump line, which I completely understand. Um, but I think that if, if you think this, this idea here, you know, I'm just going to read a couple of lines here from Eddie. Living life on the back porch, lifting rocks to make a wage. Every sunset paid attention to, not a starry night went to waste. This idea of, of, of the little joys that come along with, with just living life and having a planet like this and how, how fragile it is and how the, what things we will truly miss if we squander this opportunity to take care of this planet. So I thought that if we're going to have a we're gonna have a, a playlist about escape. Let's go big. You know what I mean? Let's 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 think macro before we start thinking micro. So I went with quick escape. Interesting. I, I always love our our approaches to these things. Uh, they're usually not the same, and I feel like we're gonna be different again, which is good. I'm gonna start with drifting. I had that uh, almost as an honorable <laughs> mention. I like that one. Good call. <laughs> um, I, I love starting this way. I, it feels like I'm just starting out. You know. Um, acknowledging the world isn't great for you and, and making your own way. I think that's a, that's a, a nice way to kind of open this whole thing up. It's escaping, but it's not necessarily because you're scared or anything. It, it, it's just a confident, conscious effort to separate oneself. I like that. I like starting off in a positive way. And also this song musically kind of makes the most sense here for me as well, uh, as you'll see uh, as we go through these. Um, so, I think for me, this makes of all the songs and like like you, it was hard to find the ones that you know. Some are more on the nose than others, and finding the right balance. I think that this played a right part in my seven songs, and it had to start, um, especially um, from the musical point of view. Nice, good call. I think uh, for me, my second choice here is probably it's an easy explanation for why I have eight songs instead of seven. And that's because I fit Lucan on here. Ah, there it is. <laughs> and, uh, a minute two to work with here. And uh, you want to talk about moving from macro to micro. I mean, yeah, in, yeah. in every sense of the word, right? Mm -hmm. Going from 447 TRT on, on Quick Escape to a minute and two seconds with Lucan. If you put a live version on there, you're in the 50 second range at that <laughs> point in time. And what I thought was interesting about this was the kind of the dichotomy between trying to view all of human existence and the planet by which we inhabit and how terrifying and chilling the prospects of, of escape would be if necessitated versus willful escape from this claustrophobia that comes with feeling isolated amongst all those very same people. 
and you know this is a very personal song for Eddie. So I, you know, again going from macro to micro here. Mm -hmm. uh, just gonna read one set of lyrics here. I knocked the door at Lucan's, opened the fridge. And now I know life is rough. And so again, just kind of coming down to having a human connection, and that allowing you to feel like you can escape from the rest of the world. It's just having a place of solace that you can get away to. So I thought Lucan was a perfect addition to this set list. And I thought it paired nicely, both musically and lyrically and thematically, piggybacked off of uh, Quick Escape. I very much like that combination, that one, two, the, uh, I'm going to borrow Stip's word, couplet, mm. um, with those two back to back. Uh, your explanation and reasoning for Lucan makes a lot of sense. And it's going to be something that I share for a song or two later on. My right. second song is going to be Severed Hand. Nice. That, that one was never made my list. I'm curious to hear about this. Oh, you're about to find out. Um, yeah. Musically, I think I really love how this song enters the playlist um, with that, that swell from nothing. After that little, I'm going to call it a musical amuse-bouche of Drifting, really get going. Drifting was like that preset song that we get live sometimes with Ed, you know, before the opening band. This is our true kick in the ass start to the set, in a sense. I think it's fun to get things rocking in such an upbeat way, like a, like a concert, of course, as, as is my style. And um, But hey, why not escape the simplest way possible? Drugs! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so and I'm not just. I never thought you'd have it, Jason. <laughs> uh, I never thought that's a good one. I never. Um, I wanted to start kind of in the simplest way. I thought that of all the ways to escape, this might be the the first one to start us off with. Um, sometimes we need just a little escape, just for, for a few hours, you know. So, I mean, actually, it could just, it could be for me, like, you know, a few beers, maybe smoking some weed. If you're the person, uh, the kind of person that takes a few pills, whatever you got to do, um, as long as you're being safe, you know, you got to take a little, uh, little break every now and again. Sometimes a little, a little mini vacation from reality is nice, you know? Right. So, I mean, you're drinking scotch right now. It's just a uh, little, I am. Little, uh, you know? So, I, I really like um, kicking this playlist into gear proper with this song. Which I don't usually talk about too much on this show, but it pretty much kicks ass, um, especially Mike and Matt during the solo outro thing. Yeah. So I think if we're trying to build baby steps um, as to different levels or kinds of escape, the easiest, easiest um, first block or first step is just taking something to make yourself go away. It's not the physical thing yet, right? And it's not something so existential. So I'm going to go with severed hand at number two. Nice. Uh, tried to endure what I could not forgive. Saw things clear once you were in my rear view mirror. Wow. Yeah, that's my, my number three here. I liked the idea of Lucan representing running to somebody as a form of escape and rear view mirror encapsulating what it means to run away from somebody. Yep, perfect. Away from somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to somebody's, you know, just somebody in, in particular. So I, I liked that contrast there. I think it's a, a beautiful pairing musically as well. Just the the, the pacing is, it, it continues to be frenetic. Very upbeat, a, the first three songs. Yeah, too. yeah, exactly, which I, I liked about that. Uh, I notice a, a lot of these car songs seem to revolve around this motif of escape too. The, the more you oh, dive yeah. into a lot of them, <laughs> which makes sense just because I know Eddie would 
he liked to take drives in some of these early recording sessions in order to kind of clear his head in order to figure out what lyrics would apply to some of the music that <laughs> these guys were writing but this particular song i think uh i've always loved how it explores the clarity that comes with moving forward they take it like like extricating yourself from a situation that you know is toxic or not healthy or unjust and being able to see things clearly once you finally stepped away from it and you're able to look back and have a more comprehensive understanding of what it is that you were trying to endure you know and what you could not forgive so i think that this is a a great song that affords the listener another vantage point with a concept like escape and what i'm liking about these playlists is that we keep coming at this idea of escape from different angles and i think that that's it's never going to feel like a monotonous playlist because even though we're talking about escape in some form or another in every track we're discussing it from a different angle and we're examining this idea of escape from a different point of view with a very different emotional anchor you know what i mean mm. so curious mm. to see where you go with your number 3 yeah or 4 where are you at 4 I'm now a, I'm, no i'm at 3 you're at 3 yeah uh, i'm at 3 and i mentioned the word couplet before you actually have now three songs triplet that uh-huh. that kind of play off of each other very nicely um like I said, I think drifting was kind of my appetizer preset kind of thing. So I need a couplet for Severed Hand. And you will never guess where I'm going with this. I am going with Let the Records Play. Fascinating. Yes. That's interesting. So speaking of being a little outside of reality, if I can harken back to my Severed Hand um, analysis, it's another song where being inebriated is where it's at. But what goes well with getting a little bit lit better than getting some records on music and drugs or booze or whatever or, you know that kind of thing pair the two together this is a natural brother sister song um for this playlist a severed hand for me i, I could have chosen spin the black circle but that's purely the love of records this is about needing music and some weed or some booze to escape so take severed hand and slap some blues rock to it and the love of music as a cure and here we are Plus, let's be real, the outro solo. This song might not light anyone's pants on fire, but the outro is really tasty stuff. It, it actually is. I, I forget about it because I listen to it so rarely, but it's pretty damn good. It could go on for another two minutes and I'd be fine with it. So in the context of this playlist and the fact that I want to try and keep these connections, these little couplets throughout, as you're already starting to do as well. Let the records play, just kind of stuck its little nose out and said, you gotta pick me, you gotta pick me. So I did. Right. Severed hand, let the records play. I like it. Eclectic so far. Uh, I could not grasp onto that song, right? Mm-hmm. I could grasp and hold on, hold tight and fast, oh, soon be over, and I will <laughs> relent. Let the ocean swell, dissolve away my past. Three days, and maybe longer, won't even know I've left. Last exit here is a perfect, uh, I think, uh, fourth track for, for a couple of reasons. I think most most notably is this this feeling that you are crashing mm-hmm. and there's you don't really have time. There's a sense of urgency. You can't sit around and meditate and question what's going on in your life. And you, you, you basically just drop it and you you escape into into something. You know, I think whether it's uh, 
for Eddie, it's surfing, you know, let the ocean yeah. swell, dissolve away my past. It, you're looking for a place that is a place away from where you're at, and it provides you with a chance to completely disconnect and find yourself again. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, playing off some of the, the, uh, the motifs that you brought up, you know, under your tongue, I'm like a tab, I will give you what you're not supposed to have. I think some of that play is at at work in Last Exit, but the ending of the song too, this is my last exit. I mean, I think that there's there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of frustration and there is a lot of urgency in this song that I think is, is represented in other other ways in different fashion in the, in the previous three songs. But I think this one kind of amplifies a lot of what we're trying to do with these opening tracks. So I'm gonna go with Last Exit. I like it. I was considering it. There's another song uh, that I feel like, based on where you're going, where, where you've gone so far, that I'm wondering if you're going to hit on it. And I'm gonna. I won't say what it is, but um, if you say it, I will acknowledge that. Um, my next song. What is this now? Four. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four. My next song is MFC. Oh, nice. We don't. So I don't think we have a single crossover yet. We do not. Great. We do not. Uh, I'm gonna get a little bit more serious now. We got, we got, we've done some, you know, some more lighthearted stuff. We had a positive, you know, um, intentional escape at the top with that, with that appetizer and drifting. We've had a couple of songs, of, you know, more superficial types of um, escape, some temporary type of stuff, just to kind of. Uh, my day was stressful. Got to go out in the back, throw some records on, and have a joint. Like that's that's an escape. Let's get a little more serious though. So MFC. Sometimes booze, drugs, and music that ain't gonna cut it. And sometimes things are a little bit more serious and you really got to just get out of your place. Like physically speaking, like maybe you're having a fight or something like that, or, or just something in your house is just stressing you out. You just got to get out and go. This is the classic Ed escape driving song, right? And it's not like a life changing event. Maybe just a fight. Like I said, maybe it's just things got a little heated. You got to cool off. Ultimately, it's going to be okay. I love this song for that. It's, it's a temporary escape like the previous couple of songs, but there's a little bit more gravitas to it. Uh, we'll get to some heavier stuff a little bit later, but we got to build to that first in a playlist fashion. And the fact that this song is so short make kind of doubles down on this temporary part of it, you know, that we've, we've had in the last couple of songs, but it is a bit more serious because now we're actually physically distancing ourselves from something that's bothering us. So we're, we're like I said, building blocks, building blocks. So MFC there at number four. Great choice. Great choice. Um, I'm going to take a dark turn here and we're going to slow things down. I feel like the, the, the pacing's been pretty, pretty quick here. I've swerved the, off the highway at this point. Yeah, time, you, so. you, you have. Yeah. Uh, I think at this point we, we're going to we'll turn it down a bit. We're going to go with immortality. And there it is. There's a song yeah. I was thinking you're going to put up. Yeah. And you're right. Um, a truant finds home and a will to hold on to. There's a trap door in the sun. It's immortality. I cannot stop the thought running out the door, coming up a which way sign, all good truants must decide. This idea that that suicide is the the penult or the ultimate escape and it is the the only option left on the table for the speaker in the song. First of all, it's it's sad and tragic on so many mm-hmm. levels, but uh, you know, Eddie's denied that it is a, a Kurt Cobain homage, and uh, he, he maintains that the song, may, you know, there's some parallels and some continuity there, but it's not about Kurt. A lot of imagery would suggest otherwise in the mm-hmm. song, but mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to get into that now. 
I think that this idea of suicide as a form of escape is something I have a hard time getting behind. I know there are a lot of um, organized religions and faith that would also call into question the validity of suicide as an option. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's all, I mean, you look at Japanese kamikaze pilots in World War II and this idea that this was an honorable way mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, to sacrifice for, for a greater cause. Um, I just, the concept of suicide I've always found interesting. I, I think the part that I struggle to reconcile is I truly believe that life is the greatest gift we'll ever have. And the idea that one would willingly throw it away when the chance to endure and fight on and, and try to, to optimize and make the most of life, to contribute, to, to, to be a, a cosmic addition in making the world a better place or making the lives of others better in some fashion. Uh, and, and, you know, the counter argument would be for some that suicide in the minds of those people who, who commit such such an act, maybe in their mind, they believe that that's exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't necessarily feel that way. Um, I, j I can't think of anyone I've ever cared about where I would feel at peace with the knowledge that he or she made that choice. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's not to me something I would ever, you know, we have uh, resources for people to reach out to in this country for a reason. I think every nation has similar resources. And I think anybody listening, if you're having a difficult time right now and you know, this is, these are thoughts that have ever swirled around in your head ever, or certainly recently, um, don't give into those thoughts. You know, the, the, take the opportunity to, to, to reach out to anyone, literally anyone, and uh, provide a concrete sign that this is, you know, that, that you're open to the idea that this doesn't have to be the only recourse for you. So uh, I would be remiss though, if, if I had a playlist that didn't explore this, this angle of escape, because I, I think that it is certainly something that uh, is present in Pearl Jam's music, and I think this is a song that, that captures it best. Very well said. Uh, man. Heavy. Yeah. I'm curious, that's song five for you, and you have eight. So I'm, 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 I'm curious as to, well, I guess we'll find out why it wasn't the last one. Yeah, but maybe you want to end on a, on a brighter note. Um, my fifth song is going to be "In Hiding." Uh, I said we'd get a little bit more serious, and here we are. Sometimes you need to escape by retreating inwards, not just by hiding closer to your home base, but escaping by spiritually and mentally finding some isolation from life and its necessities. Hell, there may be drugs involved here, or it could just be the things we see when we're really in it you know like metaphors are a hell of a tool mm -hmm. we talk about escape um this is the most abstract version of it on my playlist this isn't about actually leaving any place or person it's about finding inner peace safety and confidence and i feel like this is a cousin to in my tree the escape is existential but for two different reasons i think the, the, this song is purely within one's self, though. We talk about mental health in this show a good amount, and that isn't to say all mental health is about people on like psychotic breaks or whatever. Everyone faces mental health, and sometimes uh, we need to hit the reset in that fashion. This is that song for me. This is, it's an escape from daily stresses. It's necessary for the balance of ourselves. So I think it's almost like a we've had kind of those external forces of, of escape and this is kind of the 
turn it on yourself kind of thing. Let's 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 turn it inwards. I think you kind of need that balance. Um, and also, I think you need to be able to, on a playlist like this, kind of acknowledge the many different ways one could escape. I think we're, we're both doing that in different ways. Uh, so I thought that In Hiding was a song that um, could, for lack of a better word, hide from many people's thoughts when considering songs for an, for an escape playlist. But uh, I, I thought it had to kind of be uh, in the middle of mine. Fine choice and a perfect segue to my sixth track, In My Tree. Fantastic. Yeah. I, you know what? You talked about retreating inwards, and this is an, uh, an element of escape that my playlist has not fully explored yet. And this is where we do that. You know, we, we talked about retreating inwards and, and deciding life is not worth living. And I think it's the opposite in this song here. So I'm all about the contrasts with mm-hmm. the, uh, the pairings. I like this, uh, these lines here, you know, up here so high, I start to escape, up here so high, the sky scrape. I mean, a wonderful sight, his namesake takes that line. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song is really about trying to recapture innocence, lost innocence, and the feeling that as, as we grow older and we find ourselves at the mercy and the exploitation of mass media or the public or external pressures outside of ourselves, we really can very easily fall victim to those things. And it's not just the loss of self that is the unfortunate um, uh, byproduct or, or uh, you know, collateral damage. It's also the loss of innocence. And I think that you know we associate innocence with childhood so often, but the reality is that there's an, inno- there's an innocence that I think stays with you, provided that you aren't, um, gosh, violated in some way by, by someone or something else. And when I say violated, that can come in a variety of forms, some of which I, I would refer to not even mention on this the show in this discussion, but it's certainly, I think anyone listening knows, knows what I'm getting at with that. But you know, the, the reality is that <clears throat> the innocence is really a childlike wonder. It's the ability to see the extraordinary in the ordinary. And when we start to lose that, when we become disillusioned with the world around us and human nature, which ultimately embodies the fabric of who and what we are, it's really hard to still see the world with that, that, the, the childhood wonder, the eyes of childhood wonder through that lens. Um, and I think that the song is very much about trying to preserve the ability to do that. And, and the song has a lovely ending note there, you know, uh, had my eyes peeled both wide open and I got a glimpse of my innocence, got back my innocence, baby got it, still got it. Uh, so, you know, hold on to that. No matter how old you are, uh, if you got to get it back, get it back. But that's to, to lose that. There's a great, and I think I've cited this poem before. It's a William Carlos Williams poem. It's called uh, The Red Wheelbarrow. And it goes like this. It says, so much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside white chickens. That's it. It's the poem. It's a single, singular image. The idea, I think, anyway, in terms of how I interpret the poem is that so much of our ability to be happy, so much of life, our ability to, to find joy in life is our ability to look at something so pastoral and simple and find the extraordinary in such an ordinary image. Because it is a very ordinary image, especially if you live, you know, in the South or in the Midwest somewhere. Um, but that, it, it's a beautiful image. It's an arresting image if you just allow it to be. And I think that, uh, you know, we don't have to make the quick escape found in the first track of this playlist if we're more mindful of the beauty of that simplicity. You know, finding beauty and simplicity, I think, will uh, preserve the world that we live in, and it'll preserve our sense of self along with it. I find it interesting that you're finding uh, solutions as you get to the back end of your post here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 
I kind of went the opposite way. My next song is Quick Escape. <laughs> uh, hey, great, great, great call. So, you know, sometimes shit gets a little too real. You know, the, the drugs and the booze and the music aren't cutting it. The drive isn't isn't helping you anymore. The, uh, the, the, the dive inwards isn't cutting it. Um, this is when you really got to escape. This is the real one. Uh, it, outside of our control type th- type things, um, like on the macro scale, which you were talking about earlier, this is this, this is this shit is affecting everyone, and it's almost a binary situation: fight and win, or fuck right off. It's 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 that <laughs> simple, right? And a song that's hopefully um, a fictional reaction to what's happening to our country and our planet and our species. This is the ultimate escape, you know, the, the, because I don't con- listen. I'm, I'm like you. I don't consider suicide an escape, but that's as you said, that's a whole nother discussion. But it's in my notes here. I have to acknowledge that I'm legally bound and having to abandon your way of life is wild. And to think about um, there are some people, uh, situations, actions that make people ask these questions. There are fewer things more liberating than that mic solo either, by the way. <laughs> it's it's playing off Jeff's bass lines, and, and once again, Matt just absolutely crushing the drum kit. So musically, I think we found ourselves a crescendo at the back end of this playlist. And if we're gonna end this playlist with some madness musically, this is a great place to be at this juncture. So I like Quick Escape, right? As much as I liked it at the top of yours, I like it right here for mine. Fine choice, man. Uh, let's see. I think for this next track here, we're going to go with Getaway. Ooh, uh, all right. Yeah, it's a, it was one of my favorite songs off of Lightning Bolt when I first heard it. Um, you know, we, a lot of people look to faith as a, as a form of escape from the harsh realities of life. And, and, and I think oftentimes faith can very much provide clarity and answers for, for people who are able to find that. I think for others, it represents, a, for lack of a better word, way of phrasing it, a quick escape. I'm going to cite some lyrics here, as I want to do in these situations. <laughs> Find a lighthouse in the dark, stormy weather. We all could use a sedative right now. Holy rollers sitting with their backs to the middle, all alone and sinking the bow. Mine is mine and yours won't take its place. Now make your getaway. I like this idea of taking this angle as well, where, you know, I think that sometimes escape represents finding your own i don't want to say religion but but finding your own ability to believe from the inside out now if you can't believe in yourself it's really difficult to start believing in something else and i think this song is a commentary in uh, how sometimes people compromise and they avoid the hard work that comes with having to look inward and learn to believe in yourself and uh, instead look to something external to believe in in the hopes that it you know it first of all it's easier in some respects uh, but i've heard the counter argument of well is that really true because you're you're instilling a faith in something that you cannot prove right and so that the, there comes a, a strength and a courage and a fidelity that is applied there that may be absent other otherwise so i i do respect that and i think that that that's a compelling argument in, in defense of, of, of faith uh but i think just in terms of, of pearl jam songwriting in this song you know i'm not necessarily taking one position or another but what i liked about it is the ability to kind of examine the concept of escape through faith which none of the other songs that i've, I've posited so far do so I, I wanted a lot of variety here 
I, I thought that after a song like Immortality and a song like In My Tree, where you know one song is about es escape of life altogether, the other one is escaping inward. Um, on a metaphysical level, this is escaping outward. So I thought that uh, without necessarily compromising your existence. So I thought this was uh, a necessary addition here. The more you're explaining all your choices, the more I prefer your playlist than mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to end mine here. This is my seventh track, seventh final track. It gets me at 28 minutes. So I guess I probably could have snuck in Lucan, but what are you going to do? Uh, would you believe it? It's Rearview Mirror. Nice. The ultimate driving song. Um, but it's also the ultimate escape song for me. It's the aggression, the simplicity, the beauty of how descriptive and poetic the verses are. But that's balanced with the power of Dave's drumming and the implied crescendo and tension in the choruses. But it gets better. And then that interlude, giving way to the outro, builds you up and then let it out. This is the most personal escape uh, on my playlist though is the most raw the song that is going to cling to you like those those little prickers on the on in when you go through like high grass right it, it's just too real you know everything else you could almost feel a little detached but if you've been through something like this this hits different this song hits different and that ending is as cathartic as it gets yep. and i know all of you listening can see the whole strobe light thing happening as the band is rocking after this in your brain right now as i'm saying this to you no better way to end my playlist for me than with the ending of this song so rear mirror closes things out nice call there you know for me i wanted to end on something cathartic as well and i wanted to end on something that doesn't just examine escape from what could be but escape from what is and i i love life wasted here but not not the first track off of Avocado. Life Wasted, the reprise. Oh, Wasted uh, Reprise. Yeah, I really love that. Uh, was it? I guess it's it's not a pump organ, but it's... Um, uh, B3? Yeah, B3. And it's, um, it's, it's such a beautiful but enlightened way to communicate the very same message of the original song that opens the album. But I think it's a beautiful way to close this playlist. I have faced it, a life wasted. I'm never going back again. I escaped it, a life wasted. I'm never going back again. Having tasted a life wasted, never going back again. What better way to end the playlist for me? So I'm going to go with that one. God damn you, Paul. That was really good. <laughs> I thought I was, I was kind of proud of myself, my little, little you should, We didn't, I, I think other than Rearview Mirror and Quick, uh, Escape. Quick Escape, I don't. there were no parallels here, which is, impressive i thought there 15 was a songs, lot more overlap man 15 yeah. songs and two in two um crossover yeah i mean listen there are definitely songs that i was very heavily considering uh, funny enough neither one of us used gone it, it was on it's on my honorable <laughs> mention list i i was it was there i had a hard time cutting gone. it i had a hard time <laughs> cutting it yeah um Honestly, it was the it was the the four minutes and nine seconds. I mean, you start looking at the the, the, time, the lengths of these yeah. songs. You know what yeah. I mean? So I was like, well, I knew it's gonna, it was going to be around like the six to eight song mark. So I chose seven and kind of arranged them. And I looked at the the TRT in my iTunes, and I go, yeah, twenty eight minutes. I guess I can't add anything else. And yeah. I felt comfortable with those. But they, listen, there's let me write off some other ones that were that were kind of in my brain here. Uh, if I was trying to be more narrative, I could have gone with once. I could have gone no. with release. 
Um, I even considered Let Me Sleep. Fascinating. None yeah. of those were on my list. Um, alone, you could you could argue. Not on my list either, but I like it. These are interesting. Uh, in My Tree. Yeah, that was on. Yeah. Given the Fly. That um, was, uh, yeah, yeah. What else I have in there? Uh, that was a, a close one for me. Rival. Uh, in, you know, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I see it, but I think that because I had immortality, I didn't. Uh, right, you, you, yeah. you kind of, uh, you straddled that line, and in more of what you wanted to say was in that one. I get it. Uh, no one said Jeremy. Hmm. Which is kind same of thing a, with immortality. I, I figured know? there, you know, there, there are a few songs that take that dark turn, and I, it, one of them essentially communicates it. I. I to have to add extra layers right. and nuance to that same idea, I thought was a little gratuitous. I'm, I'm with <laughs> you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, the last one that I have here written down was um, "Parting Ways." Lovely, lovely choice there. Yeah. What, what did that, you have as your? Was your? I had of the girl. And he oh, makes interesting. His, yeah, I, I liked that one. I had uh, off he goes. I had this idea sure, of, sure. of you know avoiding connection, which I thought was a, a complete opposite of what we have in a song like Lucan, where you're like craving that. Um, I like that that you know alienating friendships. I I really didn't want to cut it, but it's over six minutes long. It was like, yeah. <laughs> that that was the ultimate deciding factor. I had uh, it pains me to admit, I had evacuation on here. Uh, but <laughs> I considered it too. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just, I, I refused to do it, but I, it, I saw how it would be uh, a fine addition to a playlist like this. And the last one, obviously, which I've already mentioned was gone, which was on here as well, which uh, I really wanted to keep. I just didn't have the minutes for it. So, well, give me, give me your uh, list one more time. Top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Quick escape to, to start it off, followed by Lucan Rearview mirror, last exit immortality in my tree. Getaway and wasted reprise. I had drifting, severed hand, let the records play, MFC, in hiding, quick escape, rear view mirror. Guys, this was a fun one, mostly yeah. because we came at it from two different angles and only um, shared two songs. I want to know what you guys would put. Uh, I'm I'm betting. There'll be a lot of overlap we've, of the 15 songs. I'm sorry, not 15 songs of the 13 songs that we've chosen. I'm guessing a lot of you will choose some of those songs, but what's the order? What's the reasoning? What songs did we not choose that you want to choose? So I'd love to see those, those lists, those playlists in the comments. And uh, I look forward to reading them and commenting back. We will now move on though, to this week's lyric of the week. All right, Paul. Let's uh, let's take a little detour from the uh, from the usual. Let's let's go off the records, take a little journey off a less beaten path, and do a B side from uh, was it the O three sessions. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right. Yeah. The song is called "Other Side." It's not the same without you.
So we did this song with our friend Brandon on his show a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. I had to uh, go back to my notes and see if I could uh, readjust based on the fact that we're choosing just the, the front end here of this of this song. Uh, I've got some new notes here, but I'm curious to hear your analysis first. I love the song. It's uh, this idea of, of writing from the point of view of someone who's gone. Um, you know, you have, you have movies like uh, Ghost with uh, Patrick <laughs> Swayze. Who's not crazy for Swayze? Come on. I just watch, I literally watched Roadhouse like, last Ghost night. You Ghost on this podcast. Right. I, I did. Lord. I did do that. And, oh and you know, you have, what's the, um, the Nicolas Cage one where he plays an angel? Um, you have the oh, Goo Doll uh, song, Iris in it. Uh, 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 is it the Vegas one? Is no, no, no. He's like in a trench coat. He's an angel. He falls in love with the, like Meg Ryan or something like that. Hold on. I'm going to keep, yeah, keep talking. Gonna drive us anyway, so I like, I've always been fascinated by this idea of, of writing from the point of view of someone who is dearly departed. City of Angels? Yes, uh, uh, yeah, City of Angels. Thank you. There you go. And so th- this, this idea of what you are missing, you know, and, and what you're longing for. And ultimately, it's companionship, the same way it is when, when you're here. You know what I mean? At least mm-hmm. that, that's, that's Jeff's position. Uh, the lyrics that you chose here, it's not the same without you here, up here, up here. pardon me, yeah. which is great. That's key, up here. Mm, up here. Uh, can't find my wheels. You know, your absence is what breeds this fear, warm breath, and all it steals. Uh, it, it's a beautiful, be- and then the imagery continues. Obviously, you can't know how it feels to be in here, all the dark horse fields befriending me. It's just, there's a, a loneliness to this song. Yeah. And the ending is just gorgeous. You know, stare begging for a prayer because that's the only way you can hear that person now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, I'll throw another one at you. How about Coco, right? On the ofrenda with all the oh, pictures slowly fading, right? And you have to, you're, 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 you're just waiting for those, those prayers, those, uh, those memories. You know, my son not, has, the, uh, has the, has uh, the, the um, Dante. Yeah, it's that that whole that movie's beautiful. It's, it's so movie. visually arresting too. So it's there's these this exploration. I think is is a wonderful um, metaphor into um, human connection and how it transcends the temporal. And I think that uh, what draws me to the song is that there is a um, ethereal feeling to the music the chord progressions and the key that it's written in, it does feel very much kind of like the lines are blurred. Like you're in, in a different layer of atmosphere. And, and I think not in the way that um, sleight of hand does that, right. Where it's atmospheric yeah. with the, through, through an effects pedal. It's, it's just different. It, it's Jeff he's wonderful job when it comes to these kind of unconventional chord progressions and, and, and the timing and that the syncopation with things. And so I, I really, really love this song a lot. So I, uh, always been drawn to the the pool of of wondering what it's like on the other side and how it it, there's a good possibility that it's just as um laced with with emotion you know what i mean in Mm. in each other as it is on this side you know that that we would there's so much metaphysical and uh discussion in philosophy and, and in faith about how you're able to let go of all those different types of things. But if that was the case, it's like human connection is this anchor that, that grounds us, right? This idea that through death, 
we're no longer anchored by that and we're finally free of it, it almost suggests that human connection is, is what's dragging us down. So I, I have a hard time reconciling that idea. And so I, I can't help but think that there's some, some truth behind some of these lyrics here. And uh, I mean, obviously, I, I hope to live a long, fruitful life and, uh, and not find the clarity or the answers to these questions that I don't have right now for, for quite some time. But So here, here's where I'm coming from. I, again, I agree with you. This song is super underrated. Very much. I think I think for a long time I I don't know that I really gave it a full shot. I think I kind of was like I heard the opening chords. I heard it was slower, uh, and I was like, eh. I, I probably just didn't give it a fair. But it's it's really good. It um, is very good. The the immediate for me this is this is the key though, because there's really no intro. It just kind of starts. It's mm-hmm. that immediate acknowledgement um, that their compliment is gone. Um, it's a it's a visceral reaction, a pure sadness. Can't find my wheels. Your absence is what breeds this fear. This line is fantastic. I, I think of it like like training wheels. Like without this person in their life, they're going to be completely off balance. It's like, a good what? read. It's a great metaphor. That's a really good read. Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I, I interpreted that line a little different, but I, I like your interpretation there. Yeah, I don't know why that just came to me. It, it's just the wheels. Oh yeah, just off balance. The, the the back half of the of the lyrics here uh, though this allusion to the fact that the subject is actually the one who's died passed on um, you know the up here portion which we've talked about um, we get more of this more obviously later on in the song but this is the first chance we get to think about loss from this perspective maybe the subject isn't even in what they'd call heaven dark horse fields befriending me. Yeah, some kind of kind of parallel other place. I, I don't know. I mean, but either way, the idea that the subject is essentially being consumed or absorbed, or maybe simply aggressively convincing the subject to take their gaze away from the living realm, I find very interesting. To be yeah. content and focused on their new home, this afterlife or whatever it is. I, I don't know how I feel about that. It makes me feel sad for the subject, which I think you kind of pointed to. This, this tug of war that's happening. We know how hard it is for the living to let go of the dead, but all we can do is guess as to how the dead would feel. That is, of course, if you believe the dead or are on some sort of plane of consciousness, which we can't know. We'll never know with certainty in this living life. So it's just a, it's a, it's a cool, regardless of where you stand on, on religion or afterlife, or whatever, it doesn't matter. The fact that it's written this way is such a great, just piece of writing to, to force you to think about this possibility um, and the relationship broken by death is, it's just fantastic. And it's, I think one of my favorite uh, Jeff written songs. Love it. Well, there are only a few and by a few, I mean three <laughs> live versions of this song. So we're going to get to our live cut of the week. Three to choose from 2010, 2013, 2018. I'm curious as to why you've chosen Worcester, Massachusetts. We're going there on October. 
October 16th, 2013. It's not the same without you up here Wishing on 
So a few, a few notes from, from my listening here, and I did actually go back and listen to the other two versions as well. So I'm really curious as to why you chose this one. Um, this is the only version of the three where Ed does not come in immediately. He actually waits four bars mm-hmm. to start singing, which is um, not how the album or the album, uh, how the studio version goes. Now you might like that. You might not like that, but I find it interesting that that's the one you chose. Um, it's pretty tight um, considering it was only the second time ever played. Ed does sound fantastic. It's slightly slower than the other two versions. There's not really any backing vocals here where, the, where we can kind of hear um, the other guys, or maybe it's just Matt in the other two versions. Um, so I'm wondering what drew you to this particular version. And the first version from Mountain View was all acoustic as well. So yeah. where is where are you in this? So number one, I don't want to hear the backing vocals. I feel oh, this, is, this is one person's narrative. And I don't need the uh, the extra layers of, of vocals. I feel like that. It's not that it muddies the song, but I think it takes away from the the personal nature of it. I love the fact that it slowed down a little bit. Uh, it, it, this is a ballad to me. And slowing it down, I think, actually works in the song's favor. Uh, I've always, it, it's, there's not a lot of, there are Pearl Jam songs that immediately open with a chord and, and, and a lyric. Don't get me wrong. But I like the fact that this breathes a little bit. I like the fact that, that there is a couple of bars of music before we get into the lyrics. To me, it's the most actualized version of what I think is the ambition of this composition. And so I, I've always loved this particular version of it. I, I could make the argument that it's actually better than the, the studio <gasps> cut based wow. on those notes alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won't necessarily go, go that far. But uh, I mean, if you're looking for a live cut that adds something and some, you know, that, that strives to elevate this song, which quite frankly, you know, if we're talking thematically, it's a song about being elevated into a different realm. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, trying to do something a little bit more with this track uh, makes sense. So to me, this, this, this has always been the version that I'm drawn to. I... And uh, to your point, Ed sounds fantastic and it is crisp and clean. <laughs> I, I really appreciate the explanation because when I was listening to the, when I was listening to the track, I was like, I like this. I wonder what the other ones sound like. And then I heard the mountain view and I go, Oh, it's interesting. It's a little, it's more like the speed of the, of the studio version, but it's mm-hmm. acoustic. And I don't know, but I don't know if I like Mike's bridge solo thing as much. We listened to the 2018 Poland version. Great version. I think I like that one the best. I know a lot of people probably now, would say that too. I know I'm different to you in that. I think I, I need the the backing vocal because it, for me, it kind of adds a bit of um, depth. For, it adds for, some depth for you. It well, not so much the depth per se, but it, and this is the worst word to use, but it came to mind. Angelic. It oh, has okay. a bit of a, it lifts the vocal a little bit in a way that makes it feel like it's not rooted in uh, the mortal world. Mm-hmm. Does it make any sense? It does. I think it was that whole idea of, um, you know, per the lyrics that, that we just discussed, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you think of that line there, all the dark horse fields befriending me, that the sense of loneliness and alienation yeah. to me, I, I, it's the absence of the backing vocals that I think really adds that, you know, it, it echoes the sentiments of, of the track, but I, I completely get your point. I love the fact that 
there's only two and we're not, you know, there's an impasse. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. So I'd love to hear what our listeners think. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in the minority on this one, but, uh, Hey, listen, it's, I, it's your, uh, it's your, I'm planting my flag. On, no, uh, do it. Do Worcester. It. Worcester mass. Um, by the way, how weird is it that they played two shows in Worcester back-to-back nights of all the places you didn't even know how to pronounce the town name until I told you. No, I, you know what? It, it's uh, all I got to say is there's a hell of a sauce, man. It's a hell of a sauce. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a city just west of Boston. By about, I want to say 20. Add Shire to it and we got a sauce. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. I mean, this is one of those uh, rare songs where you could actually take the time to listen to all the possible versions and come to a really, I mean, I, mean, yeah. I, know, I know you have um, <laughs> for all these songs, but but to uh to do it for three is much easier so uh enjoy that task guys that is the episode um we hope you enjoyed it the playlist show is fun and uh i I know people were asking us about you know have we ever done other side when the when brandon's episode came out we're like nope haven't done it yet well now we have so uh, if you want to put those two episodes back to back his and ours there you go and Um, and i will say i'm going to drop this little kernel okay uh i we, there's a there's an idea percolating for another playlist episode in the near future with a guest with a guest joining us to discuss oh. the theme or motif as it were of the playlist in greater detail. So I'm, okay. I, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk off air about this one, but it's a it, it, it's a special treat. Okay, all right, I'm looking forward to that. Um, please go ahead and give us a rate, review, subscribe if you can. Follow us on social media. Get in the comments. Send us a message. We love the interaction. It's the best part of the show. And uh, yeah, that's it. There you go. Uh, we got another episode coming up next week. It's a good one. It's actually uh, the idea sprang um, from the person whose uh, lovely message I read earlier, Static Attic, um, basically sent us something, um, a, a, an exercise he was doing. They, they were doing. I don't, I don't know uh, if it's a gentleman or a lady. Um, but I said can I borrow this idea? It's fantastic. And they're like, yeah, no problem. So we are going to take this idea and do it next episode. And it's a hell of an idea. And I look forward to doing it with you guys. A little bit of a tease there. So until we talk to you guys next week about that fabulous idea, you have been listening to state love and trust. Love and trust.